0: I appreciate the opportunity to share with you, and this is fresh on our minds, so hopefully I have my uh, very adequate aid with me today to, to uh, remind you or tell you things that I forget, uh, which I forget a lot of things. So uh, this was uh, my...
1: Valentine's Day is
0: Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sure they all wanted to know that. Um, this was... Uh, my 46th mission trip someplace in the world, uh, my 16th trip to Haiti, and uh, this was Melissa's first mission trip out of the world, out, out of the country. Uh, so I was a little bit uh, concerned about how she would do, especially going to Haiti, since Haiti is the worst uh, country in the Western Hemisphere. It has the greatest poverty level and so forth. But... Uh, The scripture tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so that's, I know that every one of us can't go to every part of the world, but many of us can go someplace in the world and share the gospel. And that's what we try to do as well as do some of the physical work. This was uh, the group outside of a couple of the darker figures that you see there uh, that went on this trip. There were only six of us. It was a small group. Uh, The fellow in the blue shirt right beside Melissa was a, a nurse uh, and then uh, um, Melissa and myself and Mark uh, and Carl Vanderhoof. Carl is uh, the head of Project Nourish, uh, and they are from Massachusetts. So, um, uh, and then there was Rob in the yellow shirt back there. He was from Buffalo. And uh, I know that it's February, and I'm so glad that it's Pastor Ron that had to go to Buffalo instead of myself today because I've been th- been through those times but anyway, this was the group that we had. Uh, the fellow on the left here in the plaid shirt is named. His name is Roland. This is his house. This is where we stayed, and his wife was our cook for us while we were there. And then one of the other gentlemen's a driver for us. And uh, I'm terrible at names, but if you remember them, jump in. That's
1: John Donnie. John Donny. His name was uh,
0: John Donny. Okay. All right. One of my
1: favorite down there. Very nice. Very polite.
0: I've been there 16 times. She picked up more Hessian Creole than I did in all the years that I've been down there, and so she speaks it better than I do. But okay. Uh, Just to let you know, go ahead, where uh, where we're located, uh, Florida, and we went to uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale. From Cleveland and then from uh, Fort Lauderdale to Haiti, and and we fly over Cuba, and it's about uh, six hundred miles from Cuba or from uh, Fort Lauderdale over to Port-au-Prince where we landed in Haiti. So it's not a, a large distance, but we it's on the other side of Cuba, is actually where it is out in the Caribbean Sea. Okay, give you a little bit of information on on the population, and uh, and uh, this is kind of interesting because. Uh, In the state of Ohio, the population is 11 million people, and that's the state of Ohio. Uh, Haiti's population is 10 million people. The average, uh, the people per square mile in the state of Ohio is 290, about 300 people. People per square mile in Haiti is 985. And if you get into the capital, it's even worse than that. Uh, Wood County is 125,000 people per square mile is 201. So compare 201 people in a square mile here to 900 and some over there. There's a saying in Haiti that there is a Hessian behind every tree. And I told Melissa, when you go over there, don't ever assume that you're doing anything alone because somebody's watching you. And it's almost... Almost true, that there's there's always somebody watching you, and they love to watch you because they love to learn the culture and everything. They're very, very uh, astute people. Okay.
1: <clears throat> oh, you miss the average income in Haiti, three hundred and fifty dollars a
0: month. A year.
1: A year. Sorry, three hundred and fifty dollars a year for the average income for a- Haitians.
0: That's what picked us up at the airport. They hauled us around like cattle in the truck. I mean, you hauled. I
1: got to sit in the front.
0: Yeah, she sat in the front. I, w- I wanted her to be in the front seat so she could see the the beautiful view through Port-au-Prince. It was oh, just...
1: my, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, this is what they picked us up at the airport with, and that's what we use to transport a lot of the materials to the job site and so forth as long as it was running. This actually belongs to um, a large church uh, that's supported by the Canadians uh, in a little town called Nepali. We were in Board Mayor and then the very next little village in Board Mayor and Nepali is all kind of one deal there, but there's a little separation between them. But anyway, this belonged to the church there, and they this is what they take their children to school with, and they will put probably 100 kids in that truck to haul them to school So that, but we used that for transportation part of the time. We were down there when it was running.
1: There's more of a story on that one shortly.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll try and we'll try and keep moving because I don't want to hold you up too long. Uh, There's. Go ahead.
1: This is how beautiful the countryside is. Everywhere you look, there is trash. They just pick up their trash and throw it wherever. If you look at the pickup trucks, uh, probably on your right, those are called tap taps. So they put a cover on the pickup truck, and they kind of extend the back end of the pickup truck, and people will get on that and ride to wherever they need to go. And if they want to get off, they just tap the truck. So that's how they get tap-taps. So you'll see 10, 12 people shoved into these pickups, and they're everywhere. That is one of the main modes of transportation. The other main mode of transportation is dirt bikes. So you'll see a lot of those. Um, The other thing, I don't think we got a picture of it. But two-lane highways in Haiti are six-lane highways. <laughs> so if you're traveling down the road and you're not going where they want you to go, they will pass you on the left. They will pass you on the right. They will be passing on the left. On the right, they will move inside of traffic. They'll get however they need to get anywhere. So you could go to the next one. <laughs> We just wanted to show you a little bit more of the house. Um, this house is a little bit different than... This is probably a palace compared to where some people live in Haiti, in this village. Um, this is just kind of outside the house. And if you go to the next one, we'll get some... Um, th- these are two kids that lived in this house, and they were adorable. Um, Lucenda is the this one, and I don't remember that little boy's name. He wasn't around a, a ton. Um, but each one of this house had like i don 't know bob ten rooms twelve oh, yeah, rooms, something like that ten twelve yeah. rooms, and the whole family lives here mom, dad, daughter hus son in law whatever the whole family lives here. You can go the next
0: one they had actually built onto it, so it was accommodate groups when we come down there mm-hmm. for us to have a place to stay too You can go
1: there. they were being silly. We had a brand new baby born while we were there. Um, The daughter of the husband and wife that we lived with. This was the new baby that was born in the house. And these are, we happened to be out at uh, Coy um, doing um, the work at the school, and the baby was born uh, that afternoon, eleven thirty, and we got back probably about six or six thirty, and the baby was born. So that was the new baby in the house. Go ahead. That's right. kind of like outside, outside the house.
0: That's actually the entrance over by this tree is the entrance where we come in off the street for this. And there's a wall on the left side there. And so there's kind of a little bit of a courtyard there. And you have a little bit of privacy, uh, if you can call it privacy. And most, of the, But they come and go. The little blue house right there is a new business. Mm-hmm. Um, they have electricity now. They, the electricity just came to this village just before we got there. I'm not telling you they turned it on. They just got electricity (laughs) into the village. And he set up a phone charging station. And so he charges people to come in and charge their phones. And he he charges them in that little building there. And he keeps it securely locked all the time so that nobody steals their phone. All right.
1: You guys notice the gates? You're fine. You notice the gates? Every place in Haiti is walled and gated if you have a decent house. I mean, they're all, they're all gated and locked. It's for security purposes.
0: All right. Okay.
1: This is Mark. Um, Mark is um, the son of um, Carl, who is um, the founder of Pro- Project Nourish and a couple of the kids that live in the house. This is where we ate most of the time. This is the dining room. <coughs> Off the dining room are two rooms there, three rooms, one to the left and two to the right, um, and then the outside door. So that's kind of like where we ate. And don't let the curtains deceive you. There are no windows. They're just bars, no screens. um, So okay. that's another room in the house um, you kind of walk through and um, go through, and that leads towards the bathroom, the shower, the kitchen. And I didn't get a picture of the kitchen. The kitchen is actually outside, and they cook on charcoal. And um, they actually um, wash dishes outside with no cover in pots and pans and things like that. So,
0: okay.
1: That's another, that's how they store things. No kitchen cabinets, nothing at all. That was uh, our bedroom. And um, the, of course, no window. Well, there's a window there, but there's no screens. It's just... um... And you could kind of see the mosquito netting. We did sleep inside mosquito netting, which did not help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was another friend we uh, found. That was the largest cockroach we found. Um, We found a couple of small ones. So we did have some nice little creatures in the house. Uh, We did not get a picture of the rats, um, but we did... uh... (laughs) was a little, I saw him go into our room and I said to Bob he had to go in there first, but, so. Um, We set up a little clinic in the house um, for the nurse and the green shirt to kind of get people in Haiti. And what happens when they know you're a nurse or a doctor or whatever and you walk through the village, everybody is sick or hurts or has a problem. So um, he walked through the village probably four or five times, and he probably had 30, 40 people every time that he had to look at, and or he tried to. We didn't get to everyone. So finally he just started telling them that they needed to come to the house at a certain time, and then we would set that up, and then we would work through There were some serious injuries that we did look at. Um, some were indigestion because of the grease that they use over and over and over again. It's their diet is why they have heartburn. So he was delivering a lot of pepto or Tums or something to that effect to kind of get through that. And you'll see a couple of pictures going through here. You can go through those. This gentleman had a really bad um, cut on his leg um, that was pretty much infected. So he kind of cleaned it out with saline solution and um, put some antibiotic on it and wrapped it up for him. Okay. You can kind of keep going through those. Oh, (laughs) I decided to be a nurse, too. The nurse was out. (laughs) So this little girl came to play with with Lucienda that was at the house, and um, we happened to look, and her knees were just, the one knee was really deeply cut. So we got some antibiotic cream, and we kind of, in saline solution, and kind of cleaned it out, and then we um, bandaged her up. So the next one will show her probably sitting there with her two Band-Aids that she was very, very proud of. (laughs) on her knees she actually came to me a couple days later and the band-aids had fallen off and she wanted new ones so Mm. okay this is um mark is interpreting for the nurse um doug and um don i'm sorry and uh so don is telling mark what to tell her so she can understand what she needs to do in order to feel better This little boy lives in the house. Um, He is um, his his granddaughter, and he actually got too close to the charcoal and burnt both the fronts of his ankles. So they were trying to get some burn cream on it and clean it out, and um, he'll have some scars, but he'll be fine. Okay, this is a good story. Do you want to tell the story, Bob?
0: Sorry. well we we were uh, up at uh, Cavois, up in the mountains where we were doing our work. We were on our way back home to the to the house uh and we were coming and it's all dirt roads and everything and the uh truck broke down. And the truck broke down right beside a side a roadside stand and it would be a vendor. We would call him this lady cooks all the time. She has chicken and I don't know what all she has, but she has a little uh, stand there, concession-type stand, and the people come from out of the mountains for long distances to come down and buy food. And we happened to break down right there. And while we were waiting to get the truck fixed, there was a, a young man come down from the mountains, and he had fallen off his motorcycle about two weeks before this and gashed his arm open. I mean, it laid it open almost to the bone. It was it was bad. And he had gotten infection in that and uh, for whatever reason, the good Lord had us break down there because he would have never found help otherwise. And, and had he not found help with our nurse, he probably wouldn't be alive today. He would have gotten infection and died from that. He was, He was close to getting really, really bad infection. But, uh Don told him to come up the next day to where we were working, he would take care of him, and so that's him treating him at the school there and and cleaning that all out and I tell you what, there was no anesthetic and and this guy was a trooper. He was in tears, but he was a trooper he and uh, I think we saved his life and his arm, so
1: one of the people we stay with, his name is Pascal, and he um is one of the breadwinners of the house, and he's very, very nice, and he loves God. He was standing right there, and he was telling him, I know it hurts, but you've got to hang in there. How thankful can you be that there are people here? God sent people here for you, to help you, and you would have lost your arm if these people weren't here, and I'm going to tell you that his um, sore was black. It was it was pretty bad. And the other great thing is they used that truck to haul kids. Tomorrow morning, the next morning, they would have been taking kids to school, 100 kids to school, could you imagine? The brakes actually went out on us. So if they would have had 100 kids in there and the brakes went out, that it, was, it was just thankful that it went out on us and we got it fixed and we could go a little bit further. But God does work in mysterious ways. We would have never caught this gentleman and we had never been able to clean that out, nor would the kids, um, the kids would have been safer that we had gotten broken down in this truck. And I'll tell you, every vehicle that we used broke down that week. <laughs>
0: This is Nepali, in uh, board mayor where we stayed. the The entrance to the house where we stayed was right to the left there. That wall on the right. Uh, there's a huge mission called New Missions, and they have helped a lot of the missionaries start there, including I think Carl. Is his mother used to work at New Mission? so on. But there was a huge mission on that side. The village of, of, uh, of board mayor is on the left side. And if you follow that path, it takes you right down to the Caribbean. And all the boats are down there, the fishermen's boats and everything. And it's just a very short walk. We'd walk down there about every day. Go the next one, I think you'll see the boats out if I did it right.
1: Yeah, there's the boats, the boats, are boats out, out, there. out there, of course, in daylight. But they do a lot of fishing. Those are
0: pretty modern boats there. Most of them don't look that good.
1: Right, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. This is a little park, kind of like right by the um, ocean, right there. But where the boats are in,
0: when uh, when the uh, earthquake hit, um, I think the UN came in on the beach right there where that park is, and they just leveled everything so that they could have a place to work. And they ha- they had nice trees and everything there, and they just leveled the whole works. And now they've went back in and replanted the trees and getting them back up again, so they got a nice little park there at the edge of the village. Okay.
1: This is just a part of the village um, where we were kind of like walking through a part of the village. If you go to the next one, um, they repair their fishing nets um, by hand. So that's what he was doing, was repairing a fishing net. Okay. Now, this, you see this building behind all those people. Seven people live in that house. Two adults and five kids. Um, that's where they stay, and that is the main living quarters for most Haitians. Is that's what it looks like. Okay.
0: This lady is a, a true story of success. She raises four hundred chickens, and they're broilers, so they like six weeks. Every six weeks, she's she's turning these over. But she is a true businesswoman. And probably the one of the most successful in all the years I've been going down there, this is about the most successful woman I've ever seen. She gets it. Um, she can tell you how many bags of feed it takes to feed those chickens from start to finish. She knows the day that she starts, what day they're going to be ready to go she markets those chickens and there was a fellow from Port-au-Prince come out and offered her money for the for the whole batch of chickens so he could take it back and sell them and she said no that's not enough so she wouldn't sell them to him sent him away so she gets it and i ask her you know what's your mortality rate what do you, well it's like 2 2 or 3 per batch i mean she knew she had all these records and she kept track of everything she had some really good feed there it smelled better than some of the feed i've had here in the united states And it was really good, and she was just as proud as she could be. She built on the back of it, put in another 400 back there, and the greatest part of it was she's been doing this. She had a five-year contract with whoever helped her get started. She said, I have two more payments to make, and it'll be mine. And she was so proud.
1: That's her pig. That's her pig. He's just kind of like out there and tied in the mud. Okay. And that's a bamboo building um, that she had on her property. And you can actually see she planted flowers. She's very, very proud of what
0: she does have. I was going to tell them that was your summer home. but Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you haven't bought that yet. <laughs> we wanted just to kind of show you, these are what all the roads look like. Um, some of them have, you can go on to the next one. Some of them have more crevices. And and um, this is kind of like where we traveled along um, on down all the roads and then you'll probably start seeing some countryside if you want to just keep going yeah this is a beautiful scene with the mountains This
0: this bare spot right in the middle is a river and it's it's oh close to half a mile wide and it's dry now but when they get the rains that'll be a torrent of water going down Mm -hmm. through there it'll just be a flood
1: see how beautiful the country is with the mountains and they grow banana trees so this is a banana tree farm so you can see the little banana tree starting and um, everything's done by hand everything these are beans and Bob wanted to go get his combine he was ready <laughs> <laughs> this was just a beautiful scene with the mountains and um, somebody did live in that house at one time but it is empty right now and that's, close, that's right by the school as you can see the trash alongside uh, the roadway They tie up their animals. Just They just take them out into a field or beside the road, and they just stake them out there and let them eat whatever grass they can. Um, we saw this all along. You could go to the next. Saw this all along as we um, traveled through. See, there's just a goat just out there tied. Um, there's a cattle back there, a cow back there. Um, you want to talk about this
0: family? Uh, this lady here, and there's pictures of her husband there, but this lady here... Uh, Her husband helped back in 2012 when I was down there. I put up shelters for Samaritan's Purse, and we'll see one of those before.
1: Oh, i got to do a disclaimer. Um, I did not have electricity to do my hair. I'm sorry. (laughs) They wouldn't turn on the generator for me every day. I did get it Sunday morning to go to church, but not every day.
0: But this, this lady's husband uh, uh, helped put up some of those shelters when I was down there before. I went down by myself and stayed with one of the Haitians down there and worked through Samaritan's Purse to put up these shelters back up in the mountains. And this is up by the school. This is his wife and his family. And uh, he's very. This this gentleman here, and he's very important because he's on the cell phone. He's working up business, (laughs) but no, he's uh, he is a super guy, and he is a super worker. I mean, he will work any of you under the table. I promise you, because I've seen him work, and and he's just a great guy. And he lives right there in the village, and and we were just glad to have him come. That's him and his wife, and me and my wife. Okay, and this is their house. This is where they live, and it's actually uh, one room that's divided by a curtain in the middle for him and her, and then the, the children, but it's probably, what, about uh, 10 by 16 or something, something like that. that. Yeah. Not
1: very big. Very clean, yeah. though, inside, very clean. That's a tree bite. That's one of those big old trees with the roots. The roots of those trees grow up off the ground, and they're really kind of neat to see, and people are pretty proud of their country. That's the flag colors on most of the trees. And that's a little park, kind of um, a gathering for certain people. Well, to it's,
0: go. yeah, that's actually, that tree there is actually a meeting place for Kabwa, which is up in the mountains. And uh, when I was up there, we were putting up the blue shelters. They, they were probably uh, two or 300 people under that tree, and they were having a big meeting. And I said, w- what is the meeting all about? And they said, well the school there had electricity part of the time, so the people from the villages were and surrounding area were bringing their cell phones in and plugging into the electricity when the generator was on so they could charge their phones. Well, the school wanted to start charging them to charge their cell phones, so they had this big town meeting with about 300 people there trying to decide whether they was going to pay for this or not. And I think they ended up deciding they wasn't going to charge them, so... Oh, if we only had that kind of problem here, and that was the worst we had, you yeah. know. But that's the same gentleman, and he was doing the stuccoing in the it. kitchen. This is a kitchen that they had built. We put the roof on it, and uh, they wanted it finished inside and out. And he come in and, yeah, and and he he did the job for about half what anybody else had given him a quote on. So they hired him to do it, and he worked nice. like a trooper. This is a school. We have to hurry. We have to yeah. Time.
1: These children all got Double Double. It's a company probably out of Massachusetts that donated, I don't know, 1,600 cups or something like that. And um, these kids all got cups, so they were all in the front with their cup, going to think Double Double. So they took a video of it to send it to the company. This little boy got a package from his sponsor. They do have uh, sponsors, um, $25 a month. You can sponsor a child in Haiti. And uh, he was all excited about his package from his sponsor. Yeah. You can go. They, whoever the artist was on the side of the school did a great job. You'll see more pictures. and That's inside of one of the classrooms um, that they, they just kind of do. That's the preschool right there. And this is the more senior kids. They're all one <laughs> building, um, just divided by walls. They were learning their colors. That's the definitely little preschools. This one, um, they use the school at night to teach other things, too. So this one, they were teaching um, cake decorating, like writing your name with frosting and stuff. So this was kind of nice to see. That's the outhouses for the kids of the school. And then that's the section of the kitchen that was built. And then the next few pictures will see us putting on a roof. There's the boss right there on the ladder. Did you see him right there? Oh, sorry. Don't think so. (laughs)
0: There's the boss. Yeah, that was Carl.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the holding tank for the water. Um, they worked on a pump, so if you go uh, a couple more. That
0: hadn't been working. That's at the school, but it hadn't been working for over a year. They didn't have any, any running water there. There's inside facilities for the teachers, and then they wanted to put water into the uh, kitchen, so they'd have water there. Hadn't been working for a year because the pipe oh. was broke and so forth, so they...
1: Are they gone now? Oh, no. I didn't get 154. Um, Okay. That's a shame, too. I did
0: did actually do a little bit of work. You did? Wait a minute. I have a picture of him sleeping underneath it. No, you don't. (laughs) That didn't happen. But uh, we, we did, did put the roof on and do, and do some other things around there. We hooked up the plumbing. We got the plumbing repaired and got it back going again. And uh, the tank was full when we left, so they had uh, running water. Uh, the mission that I told you about on the, on the right side of the, the driveway down through the village there, the mission donated uh, a three-burner propane gas stove for the kitchen up there which is going to be awesome. And then uh, later in the week, he donated another one to the house where we stayed so they didn't have to use charcoal, but they could use uh, a three burner stove in there as well. And, and propane was so much cheaper, they said, down there because uh, of the charcoal, the price of charcoal and so on. So, And if you have any questions, don't be afraid to, to ask because we'll try and answer them if, if you have anything you want us to... Um, Home Depot. No, no, they, have, uh, they do have supply places down there, uh, and we did have a picture of one where we went to get supplies. Um, and the, the biggest challenge you have in getting supplies is translation. Um, you know, you can tell them you want a 45-degree elbow, but that doesn't mean, you know, I mean, you have to visually go into the box and get what you want and and pull it out. So, but... They they do have supplies there, um, and they're, it's like here. It's not cheap. I mean, they're...
1: The only thing I can do is bring my laptop up, but I've, you're running out
0: of time anyway.
1: Yeah. So... Um one thing I wanted to say is we went to another mission um, in that area that Bob used to be on the board in Haiti. We left that one on a Sunday to go to church. He they gets,
0: Some of them would know Mary Jane. Oh, you Mary remember Jane. Mary Jane Basel. Yeah. Um, we did go and visit her, her we church. We went
1: to uh, her church, and Bob did the service for her, and I sponsor a little boy in Mary Jane's church. And uh, she, I got to meet him. So I was all excited. I took a backpack and backpacking some things to him. And we had some pictures of our meeting. And um, I'm, it's on my laptop. But apparently when we downloaded it over there, it kind of got corrupt. But um, it was great meeting him. Um, he loves chocolate. And he loves yellow. So I made sure he had chocolate and yellow. And the harmonica I got him, he said, you try it and show me how. And then he was off with that. So I enjoyed meeting him. Um, it was an awesome trip. I'm ready to go back. Um, even though I had no, you know, I couldn't do my hair every day and uh, things like that. And we had bugs and stuff like that. But um, it was wonderful to get accomplished. Um, we made ID cards for the kids um, with pictures. So we took pictures of all the kids and we did some computer work down there. And um, so it was really a great, great trip.
0: I think there was some Lincoln. Have you been to you've been to Mary Jane's place? Uh, when all the years we 've been going down there it 's been just a bare ground, but uh, several years ago, Andres and Mary Jane began planting trees on there and this time it was like a, uh, just a, almost a forest i mean it was all shaded, the whole thing was shaded it was really really nice and then they did they have built a, a large church there to hold about two thousand people. And uh, there were probably, what, seven or eight hundred Sunday morning? There were mornings. 300
1: preschoolers in church that morning. 300
0: preschoolers.
1: I helped her get them into pews. That was fun. <laughs> they. Oh, and the other thing is, is if you're white, they want to touch you no matter what. And they, um, we're, uh, one of the modes of transportation we had to take one day because all the cars broke down was dirt bikes. So I got on this dirt bike with Pasquale, who is a great, great guy, and we're driving down this dirt road, and he's going really slow, and the guys are way up there, and I said, Pascal, are you going slow, because I'm a girl, and he goes, yes, Madame Bob, because I was Madame Bob, and I says, well, cut it out, let's go, so he took off, and we went flying, but um, yeah, so um, as you're traveling down on a bike, you could hear the kids go, "Blanc, blanc, blanc," meaning white is in the area, so I took a bunch of candy, there was never enough candy for them, um, to be honest, uh, they, it, was, uh, it was crazy. They were just all there, they, they loved the candy, they wanted bonbon, and I kept giving it to them all week, and then on Friday, uh, they wanted candy, and I said, you're going to need to earn it today. All that paper that's everywhere, all over the school, we're going to pick it up. And so we went and we picked up paper. And he kept saying, all the kids kept saying, it's full, it's full. And I go, no, it's not. I keep pushing it down, and I would tell them, it's not full until all the paper is picked up. So we had probably 20, 30 kids out there picking up paper and so they could get candy. So it was really kind of interesting to do that. But... Um, I had an opportunity to ride back in the car. Sissy here drove in the car. I rode on the bike back. So um, it was fun. <laughs> and um, that broke down, too. We ran out of gas. So <laughs> It was really kind of fun. Uh, it was really a fun trip for me. I enjoyed everybody I met down there. And if you ever have an opportunity to go to Haiti, even though there are bugs and even though... There's no electricity. I was thankful for a flush toilet and a bucket shower. I didn't care. That was fine, and it and it worked out well. So
0: we're always glad to go, and we're always glad to share. And the the main thing is, even with all of the physical work that we plan to do when we get there, you never want to. Uh, miss the opportunity to share the love of Christ and let them know that God loves them. Voodoo is still a real live thing there, uh, not as prevalent as it used to be. Uh, it's it's kind of fading out as people become more and more Christian. Um, huge transition, and sometimes they get mixed up between voodoo and Christianity. But it's it's slowly. I've seen it over the years. It's slowly coming, and so. We share the message that God loves them, and that's the main message. We want them to know that God loves them just like he loves everybody else in this world. And so we, we are grateful for the opportunity to go, and we look forward to going back. And uh, And uh, if anybody's interested in going, uh, believe me, it would be an experience of a lifetime for you. Yes?
1: Gentleman that that Don worked with was really
0: close. Yeah, there was a couple of them that worked with us that that were were real close. Sometimes there's a little bit of a translation thing there that we you have to overcome, but um, you, you share it with them. Um, if you, you you don't we didn't see in Port-au-Prince there But if you look at all of the vehicles they have the the tap taps of trucks and all all the things They all have Jesus saves or God loves you and uh, they all have that on them So and and um, I've been going down there enough to know now that if you're a white person Then you're probably a missionary and if you're a missionary you got a soft heart and trust me They will play on that to the very hilt. I mean they really will so you have to be a little bit astute and you know everybody you meet is a friend and they're a christian because they know you're a christian so they are a christian and they're a good friend and I, there's a fellow down there in our, in the village that that uh, he he says I have a business he does and he it's it's selling uh, little bowls and uh, uh stone trinkets and stuff and his entire business would probably just about fit on this right here but on this stand but um i go down and i buy something from him every year just i told melissa i said i just get him off my back i spend four or five bucks and and buy his stuff and he's happy because he's in business and and you know he's he's dealing with an american so he's really you know this is great you know so but those are things you just kind of learn along the way and and, um and um be real astute with the blue motorcycle that you saw on there. Uh, uh, Mark and I bought that several years ago down there for the mission, uh, so they would have some transportation. And I can't believe it's still in as good shape as it's in, but it's it's doing real good because they they don't just abuse them; they abuse them down there.
1: But they're washed all
0: the time oh yeah they take them uh they'll take them down to the river and wash them and and uh, downstream the lady will be washing her clothes and then downstream from that somebody will be taking a bath so that's haiti <laughs> don't drink the water don't drink the water and don't sing in the shower <laughs> any other questions want to thank you all for having us come we appreciate the opportunity to share with you and uh, let's just have a word of prayer and close would you all stand with us please and we'll close the prayer Father in heaven, we thank you today for the blessings that you have given to us. We thank you, Lord, that you were with us and watched over us as we traveled and kept us safe, brought us home. We thank you for this time that we've had to share together. And, Lord, we would just pray that if there would be one here that would feel the challenge upon their hearts to reach out, we would just ask that you would speak to them, lead and guide them, open the doors for them. And we pray, Lord, that as we continue on, that you would bless and guide each one of us. Be with Pastor Ron, keep him safe, Lord, and bring him home safe to his church, to his family. Bless and guide us this day in all that's done, Lord, and whatever is accomplished. We want to give you all the praise, for it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.